0: Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live. Today, Kendrick Lamar has a new album. Uh, we asked the question: What if the app, what if the San Bernardino hackers attackers had, uh, had didn't have an iPhone? right. And also, uh, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters are back. Here we go. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech.
1: To you. You yeah!
0: you uh, every man in crew that he knows you Music that I don't know. Man, were you a Lost Boys fan? Lost, but no, I was not a Lost Boys fan. Really? I was being really serious when I was uh, 26 years old for some reason. Hey, man. I, I, I dropped out. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down nerd culture,
1: tech news from a black and brown geek perspective. Uh, you listen to what? What's a Lost Boys track? Well, you got Red Man, A, and Cannabis. Got it. On, on the record. This is a dope record called Beast from the East from 1997. Killer classic track. Spitting bars, just right. all just like you know, bravadocio, right. MC, and you know, right, 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 yeah. Well, that's you know, okay, good, <laughs> good, 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 good. Um,
0: so we have a lot to talk about today. We've got a lot of stuff in the tech space, um, a lot of stuff. We had to talk Oscars, we got to talk some pop culture stuff in terms of the new Ghostbusters trailer, as I mentioned. There are um, tons of tech stories, um, to talk about. But before that, I want to get into the thing that my computer is on dark on. Uh, The question that's been asked, like, what if, and in this whole debate about whether Apple should help the FBI (laughs) crack this phone from the San Bernardino terrorists or the San Bernardino shooters, the question is then, what what if it was a Galaxy phone? What if it was a Samsung Galaxy phone? And and what, what would happen then? And the answer is pretty, it's an interesting answer because Um, It it, it, it sort of bodes, it seems like Apple comes out on top of this argument, but if it's a Galaxy phone, they're saying that, you know, first of all, Samsung doesn't own any of the software at all, doesn't doesn't provide any of the software, they just manufacture the phone. So so Samsung wouldn't be a thing. Usually they run on, on mostly Android and Google operating systems, and most of that stuff doesn't have encryption, or at least the level of encryption that the Apple phone has, so it probably wouldn't be an issue.
1: Right. I mean... Like Google with their new operating system for Android, it's called Marshmallows, will have the encryption um, implementation in it, but previous forms of the operating system doesn't necessarily have it. And so the argument is that Apple is is such a unique company because they create not only the hardware but the software versus like uh you know samsung is only a manufacturer of the phone they don't create the software they don't create the operating system google does so you have all these different layers and different players that you kind of have to have this dialogue with from the fbi's perspective you got to talk to the manufacturer you got to talk to the you know the, the software um designer and so like who 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 is the, the question is who is actually responsible for you know setting up this type of encryption? Is it right. you know the hard is from the hardware side or from the software side? And so, what the the conversation piece is is that it's from the hardware side, and that they would the FBI would have to go to Samsung just like they went to Apple to ask for them to exactly. create you know a hardware that would allow them a backdoor approach to be able to get information from someone's phone. Right. And I I feel. That Samsung or whoever would have the same um, sentiment, the same approach, same argument that Apple does.
0: Yeah, so. I, I agree. I think that Apple sort of take, get, getting the—I don't want to say a bad rap, but they're taking the sort of the PR, uh, at least uh, you know, so, you to say, the uh, political PR brunt of this by by sort of like having the appearance, right, right, right. the very appearance that they are. Uh, the, the their very appearance that they are aligning themselves with terrorists or not helping the FBI do what all they want to do. But there's an interesting thing. So um, on Bill Maher's show, uh, real T- real time last week, a week mm-hmm. from today, uh, he had the former head of the CIA and the NSA on, the only guy to hold, hold both those positions. So he knows what he's talking about. He knows where all the yeah. bodies are buried. This guy says that he has to side with Apple a little bit, like in in, in, in one way. So luckily so he has mostly side with Apple, unfortunately. He says that, you know, as a, as a as a... Security person as a guy whose job it is to to get a keep us safe and b breaking other shit. He's like, all we do is look for a back door. Is it look for a door? Yeah. He says, as soon as I know there's a door, my job has become 100 percent easier. Of course. So the second that I know that Apple has a door, well, I'm, I'm gonna go in it. I'm yeah. happy now. And he said, the question is, you could say that the argument is, can can the um, Attorney General everyone make the argument that it's just a one off case, like this is just one iPhone in San Bernardino this one time. If they can make that case it makes sense. But he says they really can't. Because already, like uh, you know, this uh, other guy's like, I have four, four, seven iPhones I need you to crack as well. And then, and, and, um, guy in New York, then, and the, I forget what one the New York guys, like, I have 157 iPhones I need you to crack. So it's, it's, a it's a, it's a Pandora's yeah. box.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely a Pandora's box. And that's, I mean, that's the, the dialogue we've had on this topic is like, once you allow it one time, like, it's gonna be a floodgate, you know, and there's gonna be a demand for, 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 like you said, a hundred iPhones or hundred right. phones, or a, then there'll be a thousand. It'll I, be like just you know, ubiqu ubiquitous, ubiquitous. Right. Oh my gosh, you, I can't you got yeah. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: and, and, and there's look, and I, I get it. There's plenty of there's plenty of iPhones that need cracking. I mean, you t- if, if you're in the security business, I'm sure that the CIA, NSA, like local government of uh, state government, federal government. Yeah. Trust me. They got, full, they got a room full of iPhones. Of course. For Apple to crack. So once you crack that first
1: one, how, how are you holding them legally for, to the same it's just a one-time deal? And I'm sure, like, there's a, 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 a gazillion iPhones that they would crack with just the threat, just the possibility of someone committing a crime. They haven't committed it yet. Just the possibility or oh I I suspect that you would. Let me crack it. Let me just peek in there real quick. That's 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 what the conversation is. You gotta protect people's, you know, intellectual property and, and their information. Like
0: it has to be protected. And also Tim Cook has said and I don't know actually she said that people have said that it's kind of different situation if if the people were at large or if this is like they're at large and known to have, you know, some explosives or a nuclear device, I mean, right? It's, right? Right? It's, it's different that they're at large,
1: but like. To to get I don't know it's, it's a whole like a post mortem is what you're saying versus like it's in it's in the process of something happening then maybe yeah. it would be a different conversation but this is like if this is for d- twenty
0: four Jack Bowers been around there Chloe, yeah, Chloe would be good. cracking the iPhone exactly <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I got nothing uh, all right so we're, we're we're still in agreement on that it doesn't really give anything new um, next story Apple finally joins joins Twitter in socializing its customer service I mean. <laughs> um excuse me what do you think of this so, so Apples sort of on Twitter and enabled sort of people to have uh first of all the, the the notion that you you can provide tips and tricks and everything on on, on Twitter yeah. it's Apple support Absolutely. It's, it's a verified Apple thing which is kind of cool and also people can tweet at Apple support and get messages Yep. I, I kind of like this actually because I think people I mean, it. it people. Uh, I mean, you know, there's a lot of this on Reddit. There's a lot of this on, um, you know, uh, you know, Google and some other answers. Some of these answers. Uh, Yahoo Answers Ask Yahoo I can't remember what it's called mm-hmm. but um, but a lot of people aren't like on Reddit on Reddit and in those spaces but Twitter is pretty ubiquitous Tw- pretty ubiquitous. Twitter is Twitter,
1: a great platform for this you know what I'm saying for brands to be able to offer the customer service to the consumers like right. if you have a question or if you want some troubleshooting or you're, you're not happy with the product this is the perfect form for you to be able to express it and have that dialogue with your, your brand right. and so I think Apple being in the space I think is a great move because it's, Apple expands and has been expanding like their customer service is going to need to expand because it's going to be newly adopted people that are using their, their devices and want to have questions and want to, you know, learn different things. And so this is a great platform for them to be able to get that information. And it's not the first time Apple has, has been on Twitter. They've done it for iTunes. They've done it for, I think, the release of the Apple Watch. Um, but for them to have an actual Twitter handle just for this, I think, is, is pretty exciting. And I think it was a stat going around that within, like, two hours, it got, like, almost close to 30,000 um followers or whatever yeah. like i mean that's going to continue to grow and grow but i think this is a, a great move for apple just to have more of an intimate uh, connect connectivity with you know their supporters and their con- and their consumers their consumer base. So.
0: And I, I agree, and I think there's also larger sort of win for Twitter in this too, and that like as you said, I mean more and more companies are sort of utilizing Twitter for things like this. And mm-hmm. if you think about what Evan and those guys when they conceived Twitter, yep. I don't know if they saw all these applications, but as the network grows and as the usage grows, uh, not unlike Facebook, as it becomes a thing we use, you find other uses. So. Yep you know, even two years ago you wouldn't think of like Twitter would be the space where it reaches enough people and with enough frequency that you can that companies will go to Twitter yeah. to you know another company to help like be the network to right. be the mechanism that they communicate to their own customers. I mean Apple's Apple. Yeah. They have they have direct line to their customers so the fact that they're on Twitter to be able to communicate openly to the customers says a lot about what, where Twitter's grown. I think. Right? Yeah, I
1: mean, why, why, why build something that already works? It doesn't require you anything right. but signing up. You know. Exactly. So it's like why put you know gazillion dollars into building this infrastructure when you could just use something that's already uh, working and, and seamless.
0: I agree. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so there's there's <laughs> at CES there were a lot of. You know, we, we we talk a lot about the Internet of Things. Um, there are a lot of smart beds yeah. out there. You know, there are. I'm sure there are. I got me a smart bed at home too, that, I got a thousand jokes that I won't even, I won't even touch. You know, especially uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, internet ready smart, smart beds. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, in a world of like you know self driving cars and drones and wearables, I mean it's the same. It's the same thing. And I think that like. Um, what these smart beds do, I mean, I guess is they what they learn your sleep patterns. They learn where you're. sure, 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 bro. They learn your sleep patterns. Your sleep patterns. <laughs> uh, I want. I, I, can't even, I can't even get. I came in I came get anything that's not ridiculously crude without saying that. But um, yeah, so I think that. Uh, the, the issue has obviously just been the connectivity and the price and uh, and as they they talked about um you know you know the 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 Moore's law principle mm-hmm. you know smaller faster
1: cheaper mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: uh this they, people suspect that this will be something that is you know happening everywhere
1: yeah definitely happening everywhere I think the thing that's really unique about this story is that they figured out a way to kind of like because this technology is not new. Like you could ha- you could track and monitor and get the analytics of your sleep patterns through other devices. You would have to wear it. It'd right. be all this uncomfortable stuff you have to put on your body, or you have to put additional. Uh, Technology into your own bed, but I, I like the fact that they've already incorporated all this into the product and so it's and it's 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 seamless and it's like hidden from from I from from I view so I like that part about it, but I think the greater story is that as we move. Um, further down the line, with Internet of Things and how these devices start to communicate with each other, like I, I read a statistic saying, like now, like most homes in America specifically have about five devices that are connected. Within the next ten years, each home will have about five hundred devices, and so just our dependency on technology and just how how these things will kind of. Uh, curate a better experience for us in our home life like if you walk in you want you want your light bulb to turn to a certain color to you know acclimate or to correlate to your mood or if you want the temperature to adjust like the devices will already have tracked that information to be able to do it automatically just as when you walk in and that's the future and i think the conversation piece is how these devices actually communicate with each other and like what is the the, the the connector between, you know, manufacturer A, manufacturer B, how do they talk? Yeah. If they're created by two different manufacturers. So I think that's the problem people are trying to s- solve in terms of how to expand that and make it more common commonplace for people. So I think once they do that, like, that industry is going to explode. When you Google porn on your phone, the <laughs> bed's <something> just to... <laughs> like, I, don't, I, don't,
0: I got nothing. All right. You're out of uh, control. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, yeah, it, Joe, it, it's... your sleep patterns are... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's sleep patterns. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, I think that's, I, I'm, I'm excited about all that. Again, I'm excited and terrified, you know, of, of, of all the machines talking to each other, knowing more about me and than, everything you. Else yeah, than right. you. And then also, the other thing which I always worry about is like, you know, at, at some point with all that stuff, so like, say, like, my whole house collects a very, you know, um, very detailed uh, information on exactly what I like and when I like it be it from my coffee, to the, the temperature of my ice cubes, to my oven being preheated, to the temperature of my house, to the way my bed sleep, yep. to the toilet, you know, to the to the temperature of my shower. Yep. They have all this information, it's <laughs> information theoretically through the internet uh, at things is stored in some sort of database i mean that's just mm-hmm. a, also it just seems like a violation of some hacker is like oh yeah get, you that, know get, get, talk about getting your information that's another They're like problem. really in your life they know your whole they know your whole joint exactly you know? that, that's
1: um, that's a foreseeable problem in, in the sense that like you said you get this this collection of information like how do you secure that you know like what is the what is the form what is the the device or what is the platform that 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 offers the encryption so that someone can't you know, hack into your own personal information. Like, I think that's something that's gonna be a challenge because, like, all devices are different. So, yeah. like, where do they go? Where does this information go? Like, I mean, you
0: know? I mean, just think about what NSAs are able to do. In profiling people and building a profile just off of social media stuff, man. Like just off your off your social media, they can build an exact <laughs> profile who you are. Or right warrant, right going now, kid is about to go to the store. Like you know, they they know exactly sort of what your habits are. Man. So, man, you know, if if, you're, if they're in your home,
1: we have a search warrant for your bed, for exactly. your smart bed. Exactly. We want to know what you've been doing,
0: huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you Joe, I, yeah, you, no, not me. <laughs> uh, and also, it's the same thing with the, with the cars and you know, and all, the, and all the, the i i all the, what's happening in your car. I mean, there's a lot of you're you're leaving a footprint now that exists far beyond your social media footprint. Oh man, it's really it's really interesting. So yeah. anyway, and then and then even further when we get into biometric, into wearables and biometrics, and you know oh, Google yeah. Glass. I mean, you could really you'll know I can just create an Akili, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, you know yeah. anyway, yeah. on paper you could, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so moving on. The, I just want to touch on this briefly. There's a new app, and there's a bunch of this is one of like a series of apps that have been coming out. This is a meditation app. This is <laughs> called Headspace. I Out of this, listen, man, come on, dog. It it takes you. Look, there's there's a free version and there's a paid version. The free version takes you on a 10 day, 10 minute perception, 10 minutes per session meditation journey. Mm. 100 minutes to full enlightenment, Akili. Zend out through my app. So, yeah, I mean, okay, like, uh, people kind of like these. I, I don't know how they would work. It just stupid, it seems, it seems antithetical to exactly. meditation the to whole, bring your technology
1: into it. Exactly. I mean, am I right or wrong? That's exactly it. The whole point is to disconnect from your technology, right. to have time and space to reflect on your inward right. inner self, you know, sure. so inwardly. And so like still being connected to your device, to an app, I, I get that it's help. It's helping, t- it's like a guide tool, just like if you popped in a DVD or a CD and, and you heard a voice saying, now you're gonna do this, now you're right. gonna do-. I get that. But I think the point is not to be so connected to our technology, to our smartphones, pla- um, our, sm- our smartphones and our computers. I think we wanna like get away from that. And so I, I get I get the concept, but I just feel like it's, I don't think it's a working concept because you're still connected to it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, it's, it's interesting. It's, you know, I mean, headphones, meditation. I mean, I don't, it's, you know, we'll see. I don't know. And then and then pay a subscription, eight bucks. What am I going to get? What am I going to get for that eight bucks? The full month? curriculum. Wow, thank you. Just so you know. I
0: mean, <laughs> hey, man, 10 days is not quite where you need to be. You need a full curriculum for eight bucks a month. And maybe by the end of the year, you'll be fully. Hey, meditation is free. I mean, it's, it's, just take some time. A bus and breathe. We're just going to help you for $8 a month, sir. It's going to help you out. So, I um, mean, you know, you don't, don't. Anyway, uh, so Snapchat is is the latest company to have been had an employee data breach. Uh, you know, oh, payroll Mark. information, you know, all kinds of information that's been stolen. Um, you know, I, I don't want to necessarily talk about what happened at Snapchat and just more talk about how, how, um, how much this happens, and how it's almost like the goal of the hackers. When, when when a company gets to a certain point, to let publicly let the company and others know that we can get to you, and no one's safe. It just seems yeah. to be a thing. Like it's almost like I picture a group of hackers, you know, those Larry, not Larry Ellison with the uh, the uh, what's the uh, McAfee, the McAfee guys, with the Mohawks and the gauge earrings sitting around, and they're like yeah, Snapchat's reached 700 million, you know, people. All right. Time to time to push the button and get yeah. hack them. Let them right. Just let them know. Yeah, I mean, is that I mean that, that's the interesting thing to me.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you in terms of that. Like, we are we are definitely in, you know, that front to, frontier because of our dependency on stuff and like everything is zeros and ones, so anything is hackable and any and information information is gold. Like our information is being sold, you know, on our social media platform. So for for from the hacker's perspective to be able to get people's information and and p- commit various forms of fraud or whatever like like yeah like you you have you have more uh, opportunity now to be able to get that that type of stuff so like with the Snapchat case like it wasn't that they hacked the computer like they actually just did some 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 old school hustling. Like, hey, they some impersonation. Like, I'm 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 a CEO. Pass me this information, and, right. and he's this person swindled an employee because the employee wasn't you know schooled to the game. So, like, I think that's kind of funny. The juxtapose, like the hacker that you're that you're in your case, that's actually you know using a computer and and, and tapping into someone else's you know. Platform versus just someone the old the, school exactly grifter, like, the old school exactly. con man like Will Smith, Margot exactly. Robbie yeah, exactly. coming in and doing some you know some, some confidence
0: work. As right, I right, right, right. I, I, Yeah, I agree. And also, this sort of speaks opens a larger question of you know it's it, you know we blindly trust all of our information to these companies. Snapchat, oh, give them all my info, I'm yeah. in my credit cards whatever. Here's all my info. Thanks, Snapchat. Who the f is Snapchat? You don't know who's running Snapchat. No, you don't. What some 19-year-old kids in charge of all your stuff? So like, you're like this, this is the thing. So it, it, it's like it, we have to really start start to think about in this age of uh, in, in this information age, the social information age that a new company that pops up, like even even Venmo, like Venmo pops up, mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, Venmo's here. Here's my bank account number. Like I don't know Venmo. You know, like mm-hmm. why You know, it's, yeah. like, it's it's interesting how how quick we are to yeah. like. You know, lo- run to and love a new new form of technology, but to have, don't take one second to think about how and where this information is going. It's just, it's yeah, just once culturally. You, once what we your do.
1: ass gets hacked and you have a fraud fraud case on your ass, and you have to go through the trouble of cleaning that up, then you'll be more cautious and, and not as lackadaisical when you actually do sign up and when you're actually on the platform. What information you input right. on there? Like, I think that's the thing. Like, just to, you know side on on you know be more cautious in terms of how you engage you know, through social media, how you engage through different apps, like what you put on your phone, like just, you know. Right.
0: I I agree. And last thing I'll say is that it's interesting the, uh, you know, what Snapchat's saying, or kind of not saying that it's also a lot of human error in this involved, well, like people having passwords, like password or one, two, three, four, five, six, and that kind of stuff too. But like, like, you know, but anyway, that's not, that's not my fault. All right. So moving on, Google uh, we talk a lot about Apple Pay and Google Pay and all the different pays and, and you know, and Google Pay is actually doing a lot in terms of there's uh, that ad, I think it's Kevin Hart, someone just, just going and paying, mm. no? So, Kevin Hart. No, but this one, yeah, somebody, yeah. someone's he's paying, yeah. you know, is paying everybody uh, for that. And I wonder, um, oh, so their new thing is they're doing a voice one where you can just roll up and be like, I'll pay with Google. right? And I don't know. I you know not to just be. I'm sure it works. I just don't understand how well, not, it works. It's not just
1: that? To you, you use the the platform and you upload a photo, and it does photo recognition based on you know their they'll have their their system will have a camera and based on your your photo upload to the Google Pay, like it'll it'll do a face recognition to that photo to make sure that it's you, and then you're able to, you know, it, it confirms that, and then you're able to pay through that versus having to take out your credit card or money or whatever, take out your wallet, you just go up and bloop, 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 and it just does it like that. It's interesting, like, so
0: this is back to the question I just asked last about the last story. Like, it seems like we do a lot, that's, that's fantastic technology, but in a yeah. race to make all this dope technology, like, at what point do you, I mean? Do you have? Are you equally as voracious in coming up with security for it? Because again, yeah. you're creating an entire network where you have cameras. Mm-hmm. You recognize your face. That's data that goes into mm-hmm. some crazy server somewhere. No, no, no.
1: That's the thing with this. It disappears once the transaction is made. Oh, okay, Thank it doesn't store much. it. It all doesn't right. store it. All right, it so disappears. Yeah, so they say. Right. I
0: mean, you know. Okay.
1: All right. Well, we'll see. Why? I mean, but like all these things, man, is like very dystopian in terms of like where we're headed in the future. Like. You know, cameras watching us, information you know being collected, like all the things we talk about with a Minority Report. You walk through a mall, and it's offering yeah. you ads based on you know what it's tracked you from yeah. from the past. Like I feel we're headed in that that era. Yeah, well, we we definitely. I mean, this is, the the, the technology is already here.
0: It's yeah, just you know, the implementation be exactly. of, the, of the technology, right. and uh, uh, and also you know back to the the the. Um going away instantly, I think that that's also my, one of my weird tech predictions is that is that will be the new sort of version of hack, like be able to hack in the, in, into, we're not that far away being able to hack into your Snapchat app and every you know, naked picture you send or every stupid message you send, having another server intercept that stuff and then save it you know, like if I'm, if I'm onto you, if I'm on the, if I'm in your phone, Apple, if I got a backdoor on your phone and you're Snapchatting away and you think of the thing is disappearing, but I'm but I'm actually recording and storing all that stuff. I have a mirror going on another server. Like that's not that's not unrealistic. So not I don't know about this whole. I mean, I, I like the idea like it disappears, but again, how do we? You, know, you don't know that. How do we know? Exactly. Uh, anyway, I want to talk about. A difference at DraftKings. Now, you know, just because football season's over doesn't mean we can't talk about DraftKings because it's MMA time. Everybody loves mixed martial arts. Um, you know, so the only thing about more exciting about being part of watching MMA is being part of it yourself. And this is what DraftKings lets you do. Um, Get you a know, one-day fantasy for every major fight card on DraftKings.com. You know, DraftKings is America's favorite one-day fantasy sports site where you can win huge prizes every time you play. Just pick five fighters, pile up points, significant sh- strikes, takedowns, uh, knockdowns, and more. So you actually bet on, like, you know, if, if someone's going to get knocked out with a kick to the head or a takedown or a chokeout or whatever. Um, I'll score the competition to be crowned fantasy MMA champion, sp- uh, square off against friends in a custom league, or join an existing one to pay off huge cash all cash prizes all year long um, you already know the fighters, you already know the matches, now put your money where your mouth is and you can win big this isn't fancy as usual, this is DraftKings, welcome to the big time here's what you need to do, just as, as, as always, second like football, you can go to DraftKings.com right now, DraftKings.com you can enter promo code GEEK for your first free deposit uh, that's promo code GEEK, as in geek nerd tech, for a free entry now um, at DraftKings.com, that's DraftKings.com padau so oh, um, jab, MMA. Yep. I mean, you know, that's 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 a, it's a new way to Mount do it. Roundhouse kick. Yeah, new way to do it. All right, so let's talk a little bit about Oscars. I mean, Oscars happen; they're they over a week old. Uh, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot to talk about from the social standpoint when I mean, we can talk about like sort of who the winners and losers socially. There are a lot of things that were sort of more popular than others, more shareable than others, things people were talking about. Um, and whatnot, but I just wanted to get your general impression of of just the Chris Rock and the monologue,
1: and I mean, first of all, did you see it? Uh-huh. No. Huh? No, I've seen, I didn't see, <laughs> the, I didn't see the Oscars in full. I okay. saw, you know, clips and highlights. Did, um, you, sell, did you see all the Chris Rock bits? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah but I didn't see it, in, I didn't see the whole entire Oscars, and so, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know about Chris Rock. I felt like on some things he was spot on, other things I thought he could have been a little bit uh, more, better he could've, he could have expressed it better.
0: Um, I mean, the degree of difficulty of that job in that room is extremely high. So I feel like I, I I think it is. I think it's extremely high, extremely high because of the expectation and responsibility that all the black folks like. You know, you get it right. And all you know, Hollywood's like, okay, what's he gonna say? And all of America's like, this is this is an issue. So it's a very serious issue, which you have to use the prism of the Oscars, which is the wrong place to, to talk about this I don't necessarily. Think so. but I think I, it's, it's no, the right place. No no, 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 no. I mean, I mean the wrong. I'm not saying the the wrong platform because it's a billion people. I mean the wrong. Uh, there's a lot more important things than the Oscars to use as as, as a platform to talk about this. I, I think.
1: don't think so. I mean every every Oscars they're dealing with some type of social political uh, conversation. Sure. Like I mean even with this Oscars with Lady Gaga and yeah. like her song like that's dealing yeah. with a major issue. Why why is it not the platform?
0: I guess no, what, not the platform is a wrong to say. <laughs> I, I guess what I'm saying is if if the this seems like a more serious conversation than the Oscars are. The Oscars are not serious. This is, is kind of what I'm saying. But 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 that, but that's fine. Yeah, but of course. I mean, Oscars since I mean since I mean shoot, since Marlon Brando brought out the uh, Native American woman, exactly so fake Native American woman, she's trying to be an actress. I know to, to, <laughs> to, uh, to, to get his Oscars. But I mean, this has been this has been the place for politics. So I, exactly. I, I get that. It's cool. Uh, but so 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 let me just real quick. So the monologue. Uh, what do you give? Gray, like uh, oh great on the monologue. <laughs>
1: I grade him a B minus. B minus, okay. What, I, I, what do you grade him? I, I give
0: him an A minus on the okay. monologue. I give him A minus on the uh, uh, B plus, A minus. I'm, I'm leaning towards A minus, you know. Um, I wasn't as biting at, at the people in the room as I wanted it to be. Um, I like he spread it out a little bit, gave Jaden Will some, and then gave, but, but I think just the, 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 just he just completely nailed it with the sorority. The sorority line for me was like, you know, just the, the, I just heard white people all over the world going, oh. You know, I mean, you know, Rhonda, we like you, just not a kappa. I mean, that's right. just that, that is like, that just proves it's a brilliant line. So, that for yeah. that alone, he gets an A minus. Um, the first bit, the uh, Oscar uh, black actors replacing Oscars, like, you know, yeah, uh, Tracy Morgan and Carol, or, or I'm sorry, as a Danish girl. Yes. That was a good one. <laughs> that was, a good, yeah, one, that was right? a good one. Good to see all the folks. Uh, the going to Compton movie theater, talking to black folks. Yep. You like that one? That one was cool. Like, people were mixed on that they one. They were mixed on that People one. were mixed on that I know a good friend of ours, Steve Barry, is he didn't like that livid one? about uh. that one. Livid about, like, you know, Steve, our, our friend Steve Barry the, uh, is British, but he's tends a lot, you know, lean on the side of, like, you know, older black folks. <laughs> I'm like, not gonna... Wow. But, no, but no, no, he's just inside of like, you know, uh, we should not, you know, nigga, we should never say that word or, you know, we shouldn't be showing us this, it's just, just coonery and buffoonery the rest of the world's watching. They think that we're just a bunch of ignorant da 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 And... I don't I get that, but I just see it as first of all, that's us second of all, it's a, it's 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 sort of a rich tapestry. Third of all, it's funny yeah. in the context and it's it's eye opening in the bubble of Hollywood mm-hmm. to watch these folks sort of like. You know, think that you know the Danish Girl and Room are the most important things in the world, and right. that lady's like, "Are these real movies?"
1: <laughs> like, I go to the movies. Like, right. you know, I don't. What, what did you think? I no. mean, i i I don't ha- I don't share those sentiments. I mean, I, sh- I don't share those sentiments that Steve might have as it relates to this topic. But in in a general sense, I get it. Right. This sense, no, because for for the for what you brought up, that's it's, it's it is a part of our tapestry. It is a it is a a perspective. Um, so I it it didn't hit me that way. I didn't I didn't have that that reaction to it or that that irritation to it, you know? Right. So Okay, I got it. Uh and then the Girl Scout cookie thing, last but not least. I wait, wait, wait. Which one was that
0: one? Oh, and you probably didn't see it. So he he basically asked his he he told his daughter he made did, did a bit about it's Girl Scout cookie time. His daughter loses to to Susie so and so every year, but you know this year he's going to make sure she wins. And he's brought Girl yeah. Sc- did a whole bit where he walked around and sold Girl Scout cookies and raised sixty five thousand dollars in the room. Wow. Um, which yeah, I missed uh, that one. Which which was funny right, and great, right. but a lot of flack came. Because, you know, just across town, uh, Lupita, Ni- Lupita Nyong'o and our boy Ryan Coogler were also doing an, a, an event for, oh crap, it was, it was, I think it was a Black Lives Matter event. Oh wow. Oh, no, no, Flint, Michigan, I'm sorry, it's okay, Flint, yeah, Michigan, yeah, yeah. it right. a Flint, That's Michigan right. event, <laughs> down, you know, down the road, right, right, and right. they raised, in that thing, they raised like, a, like oh, it's about $100,000. No pub and no real pub right. but the notion that it's just something like this maybe a missed opportunity maybe it have been too much missed opportunity instead of like saying hey reach in your pockets for some girl scouts say right. hey my friends lupini and Coogler are having a thing that we need some money too hey i, I mean and, and that, an though. additional sixty four thousand dollars would have helped the cause i mean that they, they yeah sixty four thousand for gut for for girl, girl scout, scout cookies, cookies yeah. and a hundred
1: thousand for flint for for clean water yeah so i don't know i mean yeah. I, and, and
0: that's splitting hairs after the fact stuff i don't want to criticize him but you know
1: i, I mean know. overall i expected more from him though i Expected him to be, you know, a little bit more uh, biting, yeah, a little bit more biting, a little bit more, uh, just kind of like more I don't know, more scientific in terms of his co- comedy, in terms of his d- delivery. Like, I, I felt like he could have gave better analysis of, in terms of what's happening, um, with race relations. I think he, he, it's like hit or miss, you know? I don't yeah, it's, it's, it, 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 it's, look, it, I, I think that given the.
0: I think, that he made, I think he made the points he attacked like if you walked down the list of like okay I've got to address the boycott I've got to address me hosting I've got to address the boycott I've got to address some of the people in the room I've got to address the institutionalized you know sort of racism of the Oscars which mm-hmm. he did talk about like why are y'all so mad it's the 88th Oscars it's been no black people been around for like 71 years mm-hmm. like what's this ain't new you know um, incorrectly talked about that's nothing incorrectly talked about like we weren't protesting in the 60s we weren't pro- protesting the Oscars in the 60s cuz we had bigger things to protest about that's a great line and it's true but the reality we were protesting the Oscars in the 60s like there were like big disturbances you know you know uh, in the Oscars for a lot of the same reasons in the 60s so but anyway, you know, cause this, but, so there's a way to say that this problem's been going on for that long and we've been of protesting course. for that long. Anyway, I digress. Uh, socially, people are really into, uh, this is a pretty social, I mean, Oscars. I mean, like, people really into, it's interesting about this because there's a lot of... Um, you know, people talk about the Super Bowl in terms of commercials and ads because of the, the who's watching, but the Oscars are far behind. There's a lot of, like, high-profile commercials well, that get I debuted. I wouldn't say that. I mean, I don't know, high-profile. I high wouldn't profile, say that. But, I mean, there's a lot, but people spend a lot of time looking at these commercials, like of the course. Colts commercial. I mean, not high-profile commercial, I guess, but, like, but this, this is also a time to get eyeballs, you
1: know? Yeah. I um, mean, because, like, we always talk about, like, besides, you know, sporting events, like, the awards is the only water-cooler moment where people are actually watching live, and and that's that's perfect. That's perfect for you know an advertiser. It's perfect for a brand. And so I mean I get what you're saying in terms of like the creativity or in terms of just the uh, the, the attraction they got from you know some of the commercials. Like, yeah. I understand that. But I wouldn't I wouldn't compare it to the Super Bowl. It's no comparison. Right.
0: Um, let's move on. So uh, digitally, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Digitally dropped an album. <laughs> I mean, this is you know in our geek nerd tech world. I mean, this is this, is, this hits all all quadrants: geeks, Nerd, and tech. Man. I mean, yeah. I mean, Kendrick, well, arguably, you know, one of the great artists of our generation, right, this very second, who's on top of the My world. My generation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm in it. I'm hanging on. I'm hanging on for the, part, the tail end of that. Uh, no, but yeah. So he, you know, he dropped the album, and it, it was actually mostly sort of like. Uh, I want to call it Throwaway album It's sort of like It's called Unreleased and Unmastered Uh, All the songs are untitled They're titled by simply Dates And uh, And like Dates recorded You know And 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 so you get a sense of where in the timeline they recorded. And they mostly, I mean, maybe one or two could have come from the first record, but like they're mostly all seem to come from um, this latest record, you know. Right. Um, Pimple Butterfly. To Pimple, to Pimple Butterfly. So uh, they all have that sort of same jazzy aesthetic. But I want to, I, I had it, I listened to it all night last night. Mm-hmm. I listened to like three listens. I love it. Yeah. Um, you know, this fits the aesthetic. But the question I want to ask you is again, we're talking about this new world where you don't have to do a fresh you know a a a a launch campaign you have to do anything you can just drop your record and if you want to just drop some songs drop some songs people might buy it or or whatever like when and people would what do you you think i mean we talked
1: about this i think last week or two weeks ago i mean i feel like it doesn't have the allure or the sting that you know that it once had when, like I say, Beyonce did it. Like it's almost to be expected. Oh, like, I don't. I don't feel like oh, I'm so excited. He dropped a, He dropped an album. I didn't know it was coming. Like it doesn't right. have that type of. Uh, that that's, It doesn't have that form. That special form. But besides that, like the fact that he is utilizing his content in this way, I think is great because. You know, a lot most of the time when people record albums they have quote-unquote throwaway songs or songs that don't make the album because either licensing or because you know they're waiting they are waiting for something to get mixed or whatever so i like the fact that he's still able to use this to create you know use this as a product to create conversation to create you know um expansion to his brand sure i, I like that about it and um i haven't heard the album yet so i can't really give a critique about the music but i'm sure it's, it's a plus um but I think Kendrick is very smart, and I think this is just the the, the prime to um, he's priming us for his his next album, which I think is going to be even more uh, explosive and electric. Electric. Yeah. I feel Kendrick Lamar is a Langston Hughes of our time. Wow. I feel seriously. I feel he's he's a true poet, and um, like I, I, as he grows um, in his consciousness. Um, I think, you know, the people that listen to his music will in turn grow in their consciousness, and I think that's the power of a, a true artist. Yeah, so. I, I I could
0: not agree with you more. I was uh, in my workout yesterday. I was I, I in in my mix uh, the Black of the Berry came through and I just found myself you know, really like I had to I rewind it a couple times because even though I've listened to the song a million times and heard the lyrics so much times, they just hit me in a completely different way mm-hmm. as I was as I was working out. And it just, it, to, to the point of being lengthy use of our time is it, that's kind of the beauty of when you craft these words and you can read them, hear them and then yeah. come back to them and then find new stuff and find oh, different yeah. points of view or oh, yeah. your point of view may change and so you read them differently or your, 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 your outlook may, may be sort of slightly skewed so you Absolutely. read them differently, it's just, it's amazing. So yeah, good for you Kendrick, check it out. Um, The Star Wars Force Awakens digital Blu-ray release is coming on March 15th and they're doing something a little different in that they're recognizing that all this stuff gets released digitally and straight to video, straight to Netflix and iTunes and all this stuff. But like, they're really holding on, Lucasfilm, that is, is holding on to the idea of the physical release. And they're sort of trying to reward people for going out and actually buying a physical copy of the Blu-ray to stick in, you know, into your Blu-ray player by offering a lot of extended digital content. Um, yeah. I mean, look, on one hand, I'll give them to the tell you what's on it, but like, actually, let me tell you what's on it. So, it's, a lot of the digital content. I mean, you've got like, uh, you know, 10 extra like featurettes, of course, uh, including ILM, the visual magic of the forest, and inside looking into the remarkable digital history of the vi- movie's visual effects. Mm-hmm. Mm, sounds familiar. Yeah, sounds uh, <laughs> like, sounds like something we did. We, we may, or may have done something <laughs> like that. Uh, but anyway, uh, and deleted scenes. This is a. Uh, I'm going to buy this. Yeah. I'm going to 100% of course you buy will. this on the 15th and have it and own it and watch the crap out of all this extended content because I love it. And I will not... This is something that I will will not just, just you know pick up on iTunes or stream on of Netflix. Course. Of it's, course.
1: It's not even a, It's not even comparable to... Like say, like the Avengers, or a, right. Other, like this is a collectible. This is an item you want to put on your mantle. If you're, if you're a geek, if you're a nerd, you want to have this in your office. You want to right. have this on your bookshelf. So it's not just the, it's not just the contents. The fact that you'll have it in 20 years from now, when you have a, a child or your son or daughter grows up to watch the next Star Wars, you yeah, be like, hey, I have mine. From so th- like it's like
0: pulling out one of my dad's exactly. old vinyl,
1: exactly, blowing it off and like putting it, it's the same thing. You exactly. know? we'll put it in the old antiquated
0: to probably pull out the the Blu-ray player. Well, like, what's that? <laughs> right,
1: right, what is right. that? Uh, but you know <laughs> but yeah, it's it'll it'll be it'll be there. I, I like what I like about the story is how different retailers are, you know, um packaging, you know, the DVD in different forms. Like like Best Buy I think has the best packaging, mm-hmm. Walmart has a different packaging. Target that, that's that's has, interesting has some that packaging. how that's not uniform though. Like why 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 do you feel that is? Like I'll tell you why it is. This is the my this is the cynical part of me. Uh oh money.
0: Moolah, money, money. Because mm. what they can do is, and, and I'm really surprised you're not, and I, I'm very surprised they're not selling different versions. They, they, oh, that would be stupid. I mean, they do it all the time. Like Target, Target is, Target makes these deals with studios all the time. They have, uh, oh, it is. I'm sorry, they do have it. I'm reading it right here. It's only at Target exclusive bonus content. So sometimes they'll do like a one or two extra things. They'll hold out for them to make a deal with Target. Right. The reason why they do this Just is- Just to get people- yes the reason I do this Target will, to, well, tar- well, right. Target will come to well Target will come to them and say we want the rights right, it's right. like paying for the rights for the NFL so we'll pay you guys a shitload of money right. to be able to give us exclusive yeah. something Exactly. And I go, okay, we'll give you we'll give you a little, little BTS mm-hmm. exclusive thing, and that's only for you guys. You guys coming around packaging, and then we'll so drop the Best
1: Buy one, which has even different. And then costumes. Best Buy, like, well, we want some too. Okay, right, right.
0: we'll do a little put, and then right. so that that's, that's just money, of course. That they're collecting crossword from these giant big box retailers, of course. And then of course, if you're the true fan, you've got to buy all three, three you know. Exactly. But or what are you missing? Are you want to know? And then all three packaging, you know, right. you, you, there's that Se- separately. You know, a lot of the money is... A lot of the movie industry is sort of like... The you reason know, The reason why the movie industry is in trouble is because, you know, a lot of that back-end money was dependent on DVD sales and Absolutely. Blu-ray sales. And so this is, a, this is a good Plum way to boost it. it up. This is a good Plum way to it. boost no, it up. No one buys DVDs anymore. They could A movie could... You know, you could make Soul Plane and then, and then like, not make any money and then, like, make your entire budget and then some on the DVD sales.
1: Exactly. So, go strike the Netflix now.
0: Right. So now, there's... there's mean, the, the Netflix rights are not... Even comparable to the to the long tail amount of people buying DVDs. Of course, Star Wars is the movie that says, "Ha, people will buy our shit." Yeah, I'm gonna make a Blu-ray. I bet you people will buy it. Hell yeah! And in fact, I'm gonna make one for you, Target, you Best Buy, it, and, and YouTube, you too wa- Walmart, Walmart yeah. and everyone will buy them all. Yeah. So I mean, it's a gre- it, it, it feels a little greedy. It feels a little insidious. Like there's part of it's like, How's hey, fan? Fan? How's it hey fan, how is it greedy? you have a choice. <laughs> hey fan, for you, we're gonna give you a special DVD just for you. You have a
1: choice to buy it or not. I know. I don't, I don't call Do it. You can buy it just, on iTunes. Like, there's a cynical part of me that's like feels. feels
0: like I'm getting a little juiced by the by uh by the folks over at Lucasfilm, but you know what? They're gonna get all of my money, and it's fine.
1: Yeah. It's fine. I'm not, hey <laughs> man,
0: <laughs> I, I, they'll they'll get all of it. Uh, uh last but not least, I guess we got a couple more, but um, wait, I was a, that was a Game of
1: Thrones thing. Um, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. Yeah, bro.
0: yeah, yeah. Last but not least, let's uh, I'm gonna skip the Game of Thrones. Let's make this our last one. Let's, let's talk about the Ghostbusters trailer has finally dropped. Um, it is. Uh, it, if if you haven't seen it, should check it, it, it out. It. I give the trailer about a C plus to B minus. I, I give the trailer about a C plus. And this now now my caveat is I have 100% confidence in Paul Feig and this cast in 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 in, in, in this in this movie. I think yeah. that Paul Feig is just batting a thousand, you know, from all the way back from Freaks and Geeks and and and, 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 Claire and all All stuff, but like but even, you know, obviously his last three movies, Bridesmaids, um uh The The Heat and spy mm-hmm. are all like pretty damn hilarious. I thought they're all very funny. So Ghostbusters with this cast and in this hands, who loves he he's a, he's a student of the 80s and loves this era. I don't know how this is a miss.
1: I don't think so, it's a miss.
0: So, but the trailer. So, so I think the movie will be fantastic and funny.
1: The yeah. trailer it leaves a little leaves a little bit to be desired. I mean, I I feel like he didn't. He, I feel like it's just lightly. Um, Dash with olive oil versus just like blah 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 blah. I feel right. like it's just a tease. Like I don't think he's trying to show us too much. However, I do share the same sentiments with you. I didn't get a sense of excitement from it. Yeah. But I feel like the movie's still going to be dope and funny and entertaining. And maybe there might be another trailer. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. The other thing about him
0: is, you know, he's already the director. His last three movies are R, R. Yeah, I mean, can he be funny in a PG? I'm assuming this is PG thirteen. I'm that's assuming good, this is. That's a good point. I'm M- assuming
1: maybe, this isn't R. Maybe that limitation um, makes it less funny. You know, you know, kind of like handicaps his creativity.
0: I, I guarantee you, if. The Heat Spy, and Spy and Birds is were PG thirteen. I would, would not be laughing. Yeah, it wouldn't be as funny. <laughs> I would not he be would laughing. Be,
1: he wouldn't have the, the flexibility to
0: do all that he's doing. Right. So we'll see. So this, this is a challenge because a he's taking existing material already that people know and love. It, he's pre- freezing his sensibility with his actresses. I mean, he's adding Kate McKinnon and, uh, and Leslie Jones, who are you know who are amazing. But like, I don't know. I, I, I still have, I still have confidence in, in Paul Feig, but. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. What did
1: you think about the actual technology play in terms of how the the, the ghosts looked in the trailer? Do you think they looked pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty yeah, true to form? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, and I saw Slimer in there from the, old, from the old, Ghostbusters. I see. You know, I like, I like, I like the t- the t- the effects look great, and I think that. Uh, it will just continue to be. Why? Well, it, it, what I liked about it is it's using. It feels like it's using the exact same looks and feel and technology
1: uh, as Ghostbusters right. 30 years ago, exactly. but just an updated
0: version. Which exactly. was which was a lot of like you know not motion capture, but a lot of like stop motion, a mm-hmm. lot of uh, photography, mm-hmm. and a lot of like compositing yeah. as opposed to just digital effects. Right. So I, I like that a lot. Right. Yeah. Totally. I mean, did, did you, what, what, So what did you think? I mean, so I know what you said, but what did you think of the of, of the just the Ghostbuster part of it?
1: The Ghostbuster part of it meaning The trailer,
0: like the part of it like where the nostalgia for like, oh there's the there's the 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 guns and there's the thing.
1: I felt like how it was communicated in the trailer was it was definitely like watching the original Ghostbusters. Like they set up the characters, they set up, you know, what the problem was, what the conflict's gonna be, what obstacles they have, and then them, you know, kind of like creating creating the the team like well we need the vehicle we need this we need that like just this how it was originally unveiled in the original ghostbusters i like that um that nostalgic element to it um and i i I hope i hope that it has the same um comedic uh feel that you know the original one had like i hope that it 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 connects to me as as once it did when i was a kid you know yeah but from watching the trailer, which I still agree with with your assessment, I gave it like a C plus two. too. It didn't it didn't really like make me be like, yeah, I can't wait, you know. Just like whatever. I, I remember dragging my dad. i remember gonna go see it as a kid. Uh,
0: you know, when I was 13, I was at the right age for that. I was like 13. I remember like seeing it and dragging, dragging my father to go see it. Like making like you know, he's like, I oh, don't know, those busters. Like, no, you gotta see it. He loved. it, I remember like that was a real moment for me watching Ghostbusters and watching him love that movie. You know, it's yeah, way as it's much idea as so that stuff. So I, so I definitely have a connection to it. So I hope The same thing. You know, I right, right, I'm right. sure Hopefully, I got the same experience with my kids as well. So it means a lot. We bring this movie back from 30 years ago. The only thing I'll, I'll say is. So, the question is, we know that this is supposed to not be like in the trailer. They said 30 years ago this happened, and now it's coming back. But they've made a big deal saying this is, these are different, it's a different world. It's right. so a reboot. It's not exactly so a continuation. That, part, that part's confusing. So, that part's confusing. And also, we also know that Dan Aykroyd's coming back, and Bill Murray, and Scorney Weaver. So, they're going to make
1: appearances. How
0: are they? Are they going to pay different characters? Are they themselves? Is this an alternate universe? Like, this is, you know, kind of like, those are all interesting questions that. Um, you know, hopefully they'll answer. But for sure, I, I I wish they did a thing. I mean, I like the whole idea of the reboot, which it feels like the trailer is saying, like you know, we should we should battle ghosts. But I like the idea of it. Them being like 30 years ago, my dad, Peter Vinkman, I want that, but you know, mm. I want some connection to that. But you got a whole
1: a whole generation of kids that don't even know about the Ghostbusters, right? So, this, this is why the strategy works, yeah.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah. so, so, and, and of course, they we know, and they're very controversially, they're gonna they're creating a, an entire Ghostbusters universe, universe, right? So, they're having a, the male Ghostbusters, right? I don't know if there'll be a more serious Ghostbusters, right. or and this is the comedic one, and, a, and there'll be you know, franchises around and video games, so. I don't know. Everything has to be a universe, but hey, hey,
1: hey, <laughs> I guess hey, money in the universes. But I'm definitely going to get me a whip, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna the, I'm gonna give me the ghostbusters, the, ghost a whip. the, the, the hearse, the hearse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be in the universe yourself. Okay,
0: <laughs> uh, that's all we got for today. Um, I got, this today. This week, I got one for you. Oh yeah, go.
1: Um, uh, Nina Simone trailer. Have you seen it? no oh my god you haven't seen it well you go see that out offline well, wait, we can talk about
0: I saw something go across my screen. Nina Simone trailer I thought it was for the documentary
1: no 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 offline go see it we'll talk about it next week
0: oh I'm, I'm asleep I'm yeah. oh, like oh yeah that was a great doc moving on why, they, why, why is
1: it coming up in my feed now yeah, yeah, oh it's yeah. a new movie yeah that's completely off your radar completely right, off well, my radar. study one thousand percent off my radar study up and we'll we'll break it we'll break it down next week what the
0: hell breaking news to me <laughs> all
1: right uh where can the people find you sir they can find me on instagram and Twitter at Akili shine a k i l i s h i n e and you, and you- You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Joe K. Braswell.
0: And here on our sister network, After Buzz and Blacklist and Bates Motel launching soon. I am now Googling the Nina Simone trailer. Checking that out. We will see you, Nina Simone movie. I'm sleeping. We'll see you all next week. Thank you very much.
1: From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff.